0: podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. Get all the latest football headlines and bite-sized opinion in the brand new Whistleblowers Daily Podcast. Look for The Whistleblowers wherever you get
1: your podcasts. Hello and welcome to Stop Hammer Time. Uh, Happy New Year, everyone. Uh, This is the first Stop Hammer Time since the uh, Qatari football break. And uh, joining with me to discuss the games we've played so far uh, since that break are writer, journalist, broadcaster, DJ, man of many talents. It's Mark Webster. Hello, Webbo. Uh, hello there, Phil. And of course, you did leave out their fellow traveller of the North London link. That's right. That's right. We, I mean, we're the we're the pillars that hold up that uh, line's entire fa- revenue, aren't we? We're uh, us, us using that line to get there on uh, games, pretty much holds up their uh, entire uh, revenue stream.
0: It was great fun. The it's great fun to bump into you, and not least of which is it was it was a, a, a major celebrity bump as well it transpires that you tell you told me because a good pal of yours also got on the north london link before we arrived at hackneywick wick who so it turns out is related to what uh, do you know what P- probably
1: the best goalkeeper i would say so definitely we've had. Yeah. yeah yes my yeah. friend marie parks joined us and uh, her dad is phil parks uh marie is amazing. Crazy is a great person, very funny person, excellent value. Her brother also. Her brother is is a giant. Her brother is a giant (gasps) with enormous hands. And uh, they are really brilliant. Uh, And uh, their dad, Phil, obviously we've had on the podcast and is also a brilliant bloke. They are a wonderful family. Um, So, um, sort of funny week, actually. The the, uh, funny week for old football, what with George Cohen and Pele. Mm. Uh, in very quick succession, I hope he sort of leads well. Just one minor uptick for for the Pele thing is I hope there's a really good Pele doc. It's uh, sort of at least in the offering. A bit like the 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 Queen's death and the Queen Mother's death. It felt like Pele's been sort of teetering on the edge of bad health for quite a few years now. Yeah. And I hope there has been some sort of uh, really great doc being sort of slowly assembled because uh, with the advent of things like Sky Documentaries, that channel, there are now really there's just been a really good uh, messy three part doc. Uh, uh, there was a big Maradona one that I think came out at cinemas a few years ago. It'd be great to see a good good um, sort of jog through Pele's career because it is oh. an amazing one.
0: Not like there won't be a queue of the greatest people on the planet, to, yeah, wants to be there to take part in, in yeah. that whole conversation. Um, yeah, Sylvester Stallone, he's yeah. World War II goalkeeper downwards
1: or upwards. John Walk, to look if, at if John Walk is still with us, John Walk will be on it, yeah. Uh, yeah, but, it, it, it will be amazing. I mean, he's literally the thing about Pele is that he became the single word to describe. A good footballer. You know what yeah. I mean? It's like you yeah. literally go, well, he's not Pele, but he, you know, the ginger. It's it's literally the byword for being good at football was a man's name.
0: Yes, it's, it's true. Uh, you yeah, know, Pele S, Pele like would be it. And uh, equally I, I I made this point for um our uh, brother sister podcast whistleblowers, is that there's the, the contemporary term is goat but I'm quite comfortable to refer to him in the same breath as Muhammad Ali and use the term, yeah. the old-fashioned term, the greatest.
1: Yeah, yeah. And, it, and I see
0: him in that light, not least of which is because without him, the other contenders wouldn't exist. He was no, the, that's right. he's the father of the modern game um, and just this enormous pioneering figure in the sport. And the weird thing is, Phil, of course, uh, my take is that my access to him was was minimal and I was the right age because of course what did we I had a 1970 world cup yeah and then the crumbs off of the table that you get because of course there simply wasn't coverage or social media available and yet he was all
1: pervasive wasn't he yeah yeah absolutely same, same as me 70 world cup I had those yeah. coins and all that stuff I, and I exactly. you know I was young but I I sort of remember it and watch some of the games on tv you know um, yeah, and I yeah. he turned
0: uh, uh, on the hearing of his death. My immediate thought was to turn to um, the photograph of him and Bobby Moore yeah. at the end of the game, which yeah. which remains for me as as, as a, a poignant and special moment in football because it's it kind of what it's my it's my genuine homegrown hero. Yeah, as a kid, in absolute bonding moment with the sort of the greatest sportsman in my head
1: as a kid yeah. on the planet. Yeah, extraordinary. It's extraordinary. Uh, and uh, yeah, sort of <laughs> it's pretty audacious of us to make that kind of Pele West Ham United connection. No, but it I, is I, there. I'm comfortable with that. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> He's one of our own. Um yeah, and of I course <laughs> and of course George Cohen is like, um, I was just thinking. Obviously, Hursty is still with us. Uh, yes. Bobby Charlton's still with us. Is Ray Wilson still with us? I believe not, actually, sadly. Right, thought, right. Well, do you know,
0: that? I feel terrible taking a punt there, but I think he died n- not necessarily that long ago. But, um, of course, Ray Wilson's somewhat more immortalised again with us, isn't he? Um, yeah. On the Barking Road, on the, on the statue, isn't he?
1: Yeah, that's right. That's right. Yeah. Um, but that's, you know, those boys are uh, sort of slowly leaving us, aren't they? The great thing about Jeff Hurst is that he, you know, very palpably aged. But then about 20 years ago, he stopped aging and has yeah, stayed he, he the same He didn't bother age. anymore. Just stayed the same age. It's like it can't be fucked to age anymore. He so does just look there.
0: extraordinarily well, doesn't he? And, yeah. and, and the joy of that, uh, and there's the other weird thing, is there's um, this is wonderful tribute to Pele from Neymar. Um, in in talking about there wasn't a number ten until there was Pele, and I, I'm going to give him that one. And then there has been a lot of talk subsequently of the great tens, and of course this does exist. And strangely enough, Jefferson I didn't necessarily get mentioned in that breath. No. But equally, what you have to kind of remember, he, he was a he was a he was a ten who didn't play as a ten either. He yeah, was a yeah. kind of ten who was a nine because yeah. Bobby Charlton was a nine who was a ten. That's right, that's right. Confusing fine. times, confusing Very times.
1: Confusing times, yeah. Yeah, I think decimalisation was what sorted all that out.
0: It was, yeah, it, yeah. Was a, it was a ten in, nine in old money. You're right. Yeah, yeah that's yeah. right,
1: yeah, yeah. Numbers were just all over the place. Then in 1971, uh, the Heath government, I believe, came in and just sorted it all out and right, ten of everything, I mean, ten of everything. Yeah. Covers yeah. it, yeah. Ten Bob performance, towards. yes, exactly. It made the 12 days of Christmas much shorter.
0: <laughs> exactly. But before decimalisation, that's what they it, it was the one thing that survived decimalisation, wasn't it? Yeah, right. yeah, yeah. After
1: that, everything was standardized, wasn't it? Bloody oh, Euro.
0: Except all of Amer- all of America's measuring. You know, but apart yeah, from yeah. that, yeah, yeah, yeah.
1: So um <laughs> so we were there on uh, uh Thursday night. I also went to the Arsenal away fixture last Monday and um right. um we haven't done one of these in fact we we didn't do one after the Leicester game and that's three games um seven conceded one scored and that was a penalty uh i think we all walked away from uh, the game on uh friday uh you know in, in sort of fearing for david Moyes' uh you know professional life at this club um uh, but also perhaps thinking it's the only way to go um mm. It's, it's It was interesting, wasn't it? I mean, it, it, it we just, again, like many of the games this season, the stats have put us miles on top. More possession, more yeah. attempts, more shots, more corners. You know, I think it might have been away at Southampton. We had something like just a ridiculous, like, 14 corners and made absolutely no use of them at all. No. Couldn't score in open play. We just cannot attack another team's goal at all. Uh, I'm with you're,
0: you. Obviously, because you've had advantage of both. Like I, I arrived, I guess I guess a little bit more opt, Actually, pretty optimistic for the hmm. Brentford game because everything that I expect to happen at Arsenal happened. That doesn't excuse the fact that we were very lame. And as yeah. you say, you know. Simply firing blanks all the way through. I could. I, I, I even got the lineup. We're playing the top of the table team, who were flying, or certainly were yeah. prior to the, prior to Qatar. So, but then I looked at we saw the lineup against Brentford, and I thought, do you know what he's done here? He's, he's he's gone. He's gone three at the back. He's gone wing backs. He's he's giving himself a chance to win, and he knows the way that Brentford play. Yeah, and even withstanding that. They beat us from two throw-ins, yeah, and, yeah. And, 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 and it's strange. I I didn't arrive at the game thinking this, and now I, and by left the game full Diana Ross mode or self-esteem. If you watch Hootenanny, um, I'm coming out. I, I I not necessarily do it now, but I I just think he's he's is run, David Moyes, I, because. It's- because yeah, those two games would seem a great opportunity for us to find out if the break has worked for him. He's had an yeah. opportunity to reassess his situation, to, to think about how he's using players, the nature in the way they're playing. Because, of course, with Arsenal and Brentford, we looked at games with completely different tactics and, and to a great extent, personnel, Yeah, and neither worked. Which, no, le- that's right. which left me wondering at the end, if there's anything left that this squad is capable of doing for him.
1: There's a a weird irony in the, uh, you know, if if the football match doesn't have the word premier in it, we're quite good. (laughs) In that winter break, we played that, we played Udinese, beaten 3-1, played like, you know, who was it, like, Cambridge Colchester or so beat them, you know, but you, you'd hope to do that. And then had a 1-0 goal with Fulham in which we did manage to 1-0 draw with Fulham in which we did manage to score a goal, I think, from open play. I think Bowen scored in that game from open play. A rare treat. The, the, yeah. the Premier League resumes and it's just business as usual. It was. It felt like everything that might have been accomplished in that winter break um, was just a f- forgotten uh, again, you know, we're, we we we're not only scoring and winning in that conference; we're scoring like three a game. I know it's, I don't know where that comes from. And, and
0: strangely enough, that's your point as well, mate. Because even on Friday night, I thought, Do you know what, we're playing with tempo and purpose. I liked the start, and then yeah. and then you can see the terrible old school Wimbledon kind of goal. And yeah. And guess what? It didn't matter because even though w- arguably we got back to something like the way we'd started the game during the course of the game, and then you get that terrible second goal given away, Cresswell, Crestfallen, uh, yeah. as uh, Martin Tyler probably would be quite happy to say, didn't he look like, oh my God, I can't believe yeah. I've let this keys just stroll past me? But the the problem was, and I it, you get the sense that Brentford sensed it, is that it's almost like Thomas Frank knew that they couldn't we couldn't trouble them. Yeah. And so, and so their game plan was always going to work. It yeah. felt like. Absolutely.
1: Absolutely. Um, but uh, interestingly, um, well, not really that interesting, but, but I, I, you know, I watched match of the day twos sort of coverage of it. And oddly, I, I, I sort of, they, it may it caused me to change my mind really, but both um, Shearer and Danny Murphy, who I, have you know, uh sh- Danny Murphy sort of, I think, is sort of da- understands the ins and outs of football and, you know, sort of a high-functioning former player, but is a bit boring. Uh, and Alan Shearer, who I just don't, I'm not, you know, I think he only really understood his compartment in football, which is like what man, man kick ball in net uh, and doesn't really understand the rest of it. Both of them said, sort of independently, though obviously one heard the other say it, if there was one manager that deserves more time, it's David Moyes. Yeah, yeah. And I was really swung by that. I think when I went away on Friday, I'm a huge fan of David Moyes. I'm not a fan of changing managers. I don't think that's the answer all the time. And uh, I still left on Friday night going, I think maybe it's got to happen. Maybe it's got to happen. just, mm. they, the team on Friday night, it, 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 we were just, like you say, I think I think Thomas Frank saw that we were just we were just never going to score. We were no. just never going to score. We had lots of good possession. We played well. You know, Murphy and Shearer on, on Match of the Day 2 were, were, at, were at pains to stress that, we, you know, we played very well for
0: patches. I, I, I thought oh, Bonnard made the point just recently that he, he, and obviously he's in a good position to say it, a good, physically a good position to say it, that he liked Declan with Paqueta in the middle of the park. Yeah, and and patently, that's, there's always been this idea, that it's because in Europe it looks more that way, Yeah, that these two very talented men would be ideal alongside each other in yeah. a team that's actually creating and scoring chances, probably is the end of that sentence, unfortunately. Yeah. I, listen, I, I get the point about more time. I'm no Stephen Orkin in these subjects, but I would suggest that after the Brentford game, wasn't the time to start the stopwatch. I think that happened. My problem with it is is that the time that he would have been given started a long time ago. Because it's it's endemic in our performances and our results. What we saw, and I think this is my problem, what I saw live on Friday against Brentford was what I've been seeing continually. So I'm not having that conversation, he needs more time. In my head, after that game, my clock was always ticking. I think, and yeah. even though I don't mean I, I want him out tomorrow, I I worry that unless something happens quickly, and I include within this the chance going to Brentford to try and stay in the cup, yeah, yeah, But you know, we could we need any anything at this stage, and not getting out knocked out in the third round would also be a nice thing.
1: Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Um, yeah, it's, it's a, it's a sort of weird situation because what we are playing well in a lot of these games, Moyes match of the day interview after the Leicester game, uh, which I went to, um, you know, was the same. It's the same thing. We played well in that game, but the other team scored twice and we didn't score any. And that's how the game ended up. And, um, I think the sort of, it's almost harder for footballers to kind of deal with a thing where we go we keep losing these games uh, and we're playing well and and in a way in Moyes' sort of defence you know you see on social media like I just can't stand anymore this boring one dimensional football well a lot of those games those you know those stats this is the first season I've really looked at stats to this degree really And I think it's partially defending David Moyes and trying to just understand what's going on these games where we have the most most possession, most shots, most corners, most of everything, and still lose. Are they're the absolute kind of uh, definer of this this season, and that must be hugely dispiriting for football. To but also it sort of says to me, well, you know, this isn't boring, dull, one one-dimensional football. We're sort of attacking the other team. We're just not putting the ball in the net. And well, I think there's a point yeah. at which, you know, for me you can go Moise's fault, Moise's fault, Moise's fault. But there's a point at which the players have got to, if Moise has got them to the position where they're the, uh, you know, in the other team's half so much, have so much of the possession of the ball, having so many shots, there's not much more he can do other than kick the ball himself. You know? Well, I I, I looked at those numbers myself
0: and I and I can't, I think it says 20 shots. Get what he said on target. Excuse me, and obviously Rice hits the post, so it's not on target, which is obviously no. the irony of the situation. But the problem is, I don't really remember them there being a, a save in anger.
1: No, no, no. And
0: and the problem, the problem you make is the inherent one, or, or the, the you know the the picture part is the inherent problem. I think is that possession isn't necessarily always positive. No. And certainly, you know, um, it doesn't always end up in a decent chance. And it strikes me that we that we kind of get into a place on the field of play where no one wants to be the guy who takes the chance, or indeed the other guy who then gets the ball, who gives him the ball back who takes the chance. There's yeah, there's complete and utter lack of confidence, it would seem, when it gets down to that most important bit in the final third is. Who's going to be the smart one yeah. to take, the, make the pass that opens them up? Who's going to be the one who beats a man and takes a shot? Absolutely. And it's not happening. And and I kind of think that then the problem is, as you say, literally Moyes can't do anything physically on the field of play. But I just wonder if they've just been ground down by the situation. And yeah. therefore, sometimes you do arrive at a point when – somebody's the change can only be management because here's my other thing i don't care about this transfer window as far as i'm concerned we've got everybody we need you'd hope so wouldn't you what what, we'll we'll dig down into a little more of this what what are we feeling sorry yes
1: yeah we'll just carry on with this after this message welcome back uh, yes. Um, yes. Just had to get that break in, Mark. That was a, that was a, yes. that, I wasn't just yelling at you to shut up. <laughs> it that, is, that although happened. it was a pretty effective,
0: it, it uh, worked well. I, yeah, I, I I normally, it. <laughs>
1: normally I have to do that, don't I? I normally have to, you know, when we did them live in the room, I would have to stand on the table and go, Mark,
0: shut up. On my throat.
1: It yeah. was uh, yeah, a,
0: yeah, a very effective tool. It was too, but yeah, I am t- just on that point is, what position But definitely at left back, um, because with all due respect to Cresswell, he's going to need help soon. And, um,
1: but other than that, haven't we got very talented players everywhere? Well, I, I, I thought that that, uh, changed to the, you know, the three, five, two placing Paquetta and rice in a deeper role together. Uh, was all very encouraging very good i think it got yes. us further up the pitch um but the problem is in the attacking personnel i think um one thing that did seem to happen was even though you switched 352 the, the 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 first time i really saw sort of 352 um uh, for any sort of length of time, was when Harry started using it. And yeah, uh, he did. You know, yeah. he had three at the back. We had David Unsworth, Rio Ferdinand, and the Uh And then we had Sinclair in that wide, it's brilliant as a well. Sort of... Yeah. On the left, you had it, it was sometimes Lazaridis or Mark Keller. And then on the right, there was Sinclair or Andy Impey. Yeah. Um You know, this is the first time I'd ever really seen it. And I it made me think bloody hell, those guys that have got to be a winger. And a left back or a right back, they have to work a disproportionately you know large amount of the kind of total possession of the of the game. But that was just what it was. And um what we had on uh, Friday was we sort of had three guys with with Ben Rama. And Bowen still very much hugging the touchline and going, "Why are you doing that? Played. The left and you... right backs are supposed yeah. to be doing
0: that." That's so interesting. Is what you never you never saw. The, I rarely saw a kind of the proper overload that you are meant to get there, which is the overlapping uh, wing back. Give, it's going past Bowen and Benram yeah. to create the to create the cross. It didn't. They, they would get clogged up. They would get bottled into spaces there. Yeah, and I mean, so, sometimes so, although sometimes the formation on that, made sense, I agree. Yeah,
1: sometimes on that left hand side. Cresswell Emerson and uh Ben Rama were all practically standing around the ball near the other team's corner flag tapping it amongst triangles. themselves yeah. while they're being fenced in by you know um uh, and, and so so I think that the you know two things I I, I, I really thought about um Thursday was Friday rather was was um nowus has really been sacrificed by the rejig to include the new players and he's one of the best footballers we've got and he also has tremendous kind of attacking instincts uh i'm i i don't know if we've got the guys to be a proper left uh wing back and a proper right wing back. I don't think they have to be super fast necessarily, but they have to play with fullbacks' instincts. They have to go if the, if if the ball is rolled out to me, I will run all the way up the touchline with the ball, and mm. if that it results in me eventually crossing the ball, so be it. Like they like Julian Dix used to like like you know Keith Gillespie did. You know, um, I, I think they've got to be. Wide players, because that's why you make that shape, which then I think frees up. You know, we used to play that with, uh, um, you well, know, that was Arthur's job, wasn't yeah, it? Yeah, yeah. <coughs> we used to play that under Howie Redner. We played that with, uh, you know, Lampard and Lomas in those two Rice and Paquetta positions, but it gave you a number 10, which was I.L. Berkovich, and then in front of him were Hartson and Kitson. And, and I wonder whether we need, uh, Rice and Paquetta there in front of them Four nows, and in front of them, uh, Bowen and Skomaka. Mm.
0: You know, oh, or, or even Ben um, Lerner
1: and Skomaka, and you, or, or, you,
0: or the natural playmaker is Lanzini in that squad in yeah, terms yeah. of the of the of the man who picks the pass. I, you're probably right, but equally, I would I, I kind of got to that point where. Given the fact that formation would seem to make sense that we looked at to start the game against Brentford, and it it free and it got a lot to about more flair players on the field of play, it was still flat as a pancake. And so I go back to kind of my problem with it all is that I don't know if it kind of matters anymore who the eleven are and what shape they play in. Yeah, there's yeah. A, there's something about there's something in the psychology of it is that there's a sort of there's beaten before they – actually, they're not beaten before they started, but they were beaten as soon as that first goal went in. Yeah,
1: yeah, and, absolutely.
0: And, and and there's a whole – the whole ground stunk of here we go again from the field yeah. of play to the terraces, didn't it? Um, well, although I, I... not quite so much at the back end when there was no one left.
1: I've been to a lot of games this season and, uh, you know, I turned to Jim and uh, this isn't a story about, you know, my incisive, intuitive understanding of football. Uh, But I did when we were playing really well in the first kind of, you know, 20 minutes before the Brentford goal went in. I was like, this feels like, you know what we've seen a lot this season, being dominant, absolutely, you know, bossing the game, not putting the ball in the net and then getting hit by sort of killer blows. Yeah, you know, totally punches. And, and and I think that, as I say that, I think that
0: immediately impacts the nature of the way that the team played is that yeah. you saw um, this it hasn't worked. We've done 20. We've come, they've come out off of a massive break, having, having basically been put in their place by a high flying Arsenal team. And David Moyes, with the speech that fundamentally would have been saying, we can't lose this one. This is the big one. We get this right in front of a massive crowd on our return from the winter break, and we are on the front foot again, lads. Have no fear. And we lose to two throwing goals. With probably not a shot worth describing as threatening their goalkeeper.
1: No, absolutely. I mean, in that first it's half... A
0: bizarre, had, bizarre scenario.
1: In the first half, Brentford had two sort of really serious attacks. Yeah. Both of them were those throw-ins, and both of them, they scored, and we yeah. didn't. You know, I mean, saying that, you know, in a sense, all is lost, it doesn't matter who the 11 players are now, maybe we need to freshen up the manager. I mean... I I I sort of think that it's within you know David Moyes' sort of power to say what any new manager uh, would would say. I mean you know he is um, David Moyes is very cautious and very sort of slow to change, and we've seen that. But he did change uh, on Friday night. We saw the four five two, and I think that um, you know is 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 better for what we have. I think it uses Paquetta much better. Uh, yeah, definitely. You know, um, uh, w- w- one thing I thought is that, you know, you, you, we can't have the sort of Sebastian Allaire situation again with a talented, you know, international sort of striker who comes to our club and we just don't seem to utilise him very well and then he just goes away again. I really felt that, like, when we signed Paolo DiCanio, I think Harry Redknapp went into the dressing room and went, here's how we play. You give the ball to Paolo. If you look up, see if you can see him, and then if you can, pass the ball to him. And I feel like um, that's the case with Skamaka. I think that he, you know, uh, if you give him a lot of the ball, that's not going to tire him out. He'll want that. It will energise him. He barely
0: got touch though, did he, Phil? That
1: was the thing. But I think um, they didn't pass to him. I mean, it's like, you know, you can say he didn't make himself available. You know, a lot of people kind of go, he doesn't move, he doesn't move, he doesn't move for the ball. And it's like, well, you don't move if you don't have a sense of like, that anyone's going to look up and pass it to you. I
0: think I, I agree with you totally that we've got a talent there and uh, a, a young player who looks extraordinarily lost at the moment because he yeah. doesn't quite seem to know what he's meant to be doing or indeed why everybody else is doing what they're doing. I mean, in terms of, that kind of player, you know, if you use Decano as your reference, Paquetta's the reference for me. Yeah. yeah Paquetta the ball. That's that's where I think it's more important because the point about Skimaka is is that all he's really obliged to have to do is to be available for a decent ball that arrives in and around the six yard box. Because he right. can it and he can shoot. But th- that never happened and and he kind of aimlessly wandered across their back four in the vain hope of wondering if a ball might come his way.
1: But the ball came his way when he had that shot near the end, which stung the goalkeeper's hands and was moving in the air and might have gone in. You know, someone managed to find him on the floor then. The rest of the time, they seemed dedicated to just trying to put it on his head. And and, And, you know, that was a sort of a symptom of the kind of aimlessness of our attack. Basically, our attacks were, it went down very often the left flank with Ben Rama, who... I have to say, maybe I'll say a little bit more about him when I finish saying what I'm saying about him now. But going into that corner, um, someone either Emerson or Cresswell offers themselves up for the overlap. Ben Rama ignores them, cuts inside, nowhere to go, goes out outside. Then does the overlap to like Cresswell, who is now surrounded by players. Rice then makes himself available, so they play it backwards to Rice. Rice uh passes it out to the right to Sufao, who then crosses into a penalty area that has every single Brentford player now in it. That, that seems to be
0: that feels like very much the uh TikTok version <laughs> nailed yeah. on of the way that we set up. I I get why Ben Rama does it, because the whole point about overlapping players is they're as much the person to pass to as they are a diversion. Decoy, that's, yeah, yeah. That's the gig, you know, that's the way it's meant to happen. And of course, if he does cut, and again, but see, I would, I, I it, it, Boeing gets the same finger pointed at him for me, in, yeah, in, in this sure. because he's his game has been nullified either by um the system or self confidence or all of the or none of the above. But either way, you look at it, our two wide men who have, particularly Bowen, of course, have proven so effective and efficient and in, in terms of goals particularly Boeing, have ceased to be effective at all yeah 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 uh, i mean so been... once you once you've got a big centre forward and and the and the two guys that are meant to be helping him in and around him either with crosses or assists or passes not actually delivering it's no surprise that we are sort of yeah. like
1: that, w- that were fiery blanks. Yeah, I mean those balls onto his head, which were a huge tactic on uh, Friday, were sort of insane. He's surrounded by other footballers. Yeah. It's not going to reach his head. It's just, I mean, the, you know, the notion of a kind of Duncan Ferguson or well, I guess Alan Shearer type striker from the nineteen nineties was when we played four four two, and there'd be wingers like Keith Gillespie running up the wing, and. Not all of the opposition team had got back by the time you crossed it and then Alan Shearer headed it in or Duncan Ferguson headed it in. This is everyone's back because you everyone's had a touch of the ball in the, in the t- attacking team. And now the other team were all come down the penalty area. You well, can't that, then you, Of course, it. now we're returning to that, strange enough,
0: as you pointed out earlier, outside of Europe, where now we're remembering quite how many goals we did get from headers from colders.
1: Yeah. Yes, that's right. Yeah,
0: I I mean, we we've won a lot of points in the last couple of years from dead balls, from great headers headers of the ball, um, like O'Bonner and and Dawson. Strange enough, our two centre halves more than necessarily our striker. So, so yes, it's it's not. It it appears a bit a bit of a blunt weapon. Um, But again, I just wondering that 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 for me strikes at the heart of this is. Where's the, where's the verb, where's the uh, imagination? And I just think it's, it's all lacking at the moment. It's, uh, yeah. I, 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 um, I, couldn't open it because of course I think it's bad luck, but my mum again got me, um, the official West End calendar, uh, uh, which is now officially opened and it is John Monker is January. Right. Uh, right, or, or Janny Bunk as I'm. Yeah going to call him. And and, and I kind of thought i will open it up and and there's John Moncourt and his big, enormous blue bouffant sleeves. Yeah. And and we're looking back to the heart of what you're talking about. You know, is he done? Is is there still time for Moyes to save it? If you put aside a cup game at Brentford, and I went to us when they demolished us in the league there, and I I hold not much hope out for the way that Thomas Frank knows how to play us. Leeds Wolves and Leeds Wolves and Everton this month. Those are the three now. Aren't I mean, they? Mo, th- 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 we're now playing our relegation rivals in the next yeah, three yeah. league
1: games. Yeah, I think this. And let's is... not pretend otherwise. Yeah, this is. Um... This is the 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 clutch of three games with sort of Moyes with the sort of Damocles over him. I think, uh, you know, the fact that I, I actually felt a little bit more positive, strangely, after like I said, Danny Murphy and um, Alan Shearer's sort of comments, saying that you know, if ever there was a uh, you know a manager not to let go, it's David Moyes, because actually I think that, uh, and I know you you have to head off soon, Webber, so so we'll wrap things up fa- fairly quickly. Um, David Moyes' Everton of the early noughties was sort of the template team for me and they didn't panic and fire him when things sort of went badly and he managed to sort of redeem, you know, managed to redeem himself or the team uh, every time, you know, they got off to some bad starts, there would be grumblings and then they'd end up finishing about seventh or something, you know, so I feel that there is a man, he's, he is a man who can do that. Um, and at the end of this, Weekend, we, we we are not and were not in the bottom three. We're not, you know, the team that's bottom at Christmas and therefore is almost destined to go down. I feel a little bit more sort of positive about it. Um, because I sort of think that he might be able to do it. We're not actually uh Well he did it before, didn't he, Phil? Yeah. He was he did exactly this job twice.
0: Before. Yes. Yeah, exactly. So he he was brought in to yeah. do this job, then let yeah. go. So the man that you bring in to to, uh, for, to replace David Moyes, to replace him, to get your team out of relegation problems yeah. would be David Moyes. Yeah, yeah. I, 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 I get that point. I, I suppose a lot. my argument might be tempered by the fact is that how the hell we got ourselves into the position in the first place. Yeah, and the yeah. answer is, again, back to this time thing. I don't think this is a problem that, that has occurred this season. I think it no. is. it has been embedded for too long. It's been a series and, of dominoes. It, and it, it, it leaves us with arguably this weird scenario. And again, I don't know. I don't think I'm necessarily saying God, God in front of before Leeds. I'd like to see how that one goes. But when we we play Everton, his old club, Frank Lampard terms up with Everton. possibly with both managers needing that guy to save their respective jobs.
1: They should make that pay-per-view, shouldn't they? Come on! Um, Wow. you You know, I thought sort of domino number one, a bit like sort of 2003 when we went down, was like the manager was just not in a position to predict that two or three players were going to come back playing so badly. You know, um, Bowen is a sort of particular example, I think. But also, like Rice was not very good at the, in the first couple of games of the season, but he has found his form. Suchek's form has, you know, sort of evaporated a bit this season. And I think that was the kind of first of the sort of dominoes to to go over. You know, that if we if we'd beaten Nottingham Forest, I think this season would have been completely different. And that was a game that yeah. we, we felt we should win. And as has been the kind of keynote of this season, we have lost games by kind of a single goal in on in many instances that we sort of deserved with heavy quote marks around the word deserved to win. Yeah, but there's uh, the
0: thing, Bill, and it's, it's back to that point, you know, back in the way that when we were doing the podcast together, your foot would be on my throat so that we could get to the outbreak mm-hmm. properly. What we've not done is we've not gone and finished off teams in in situations where we had that opportunity yeah
1: um
0: and we've lacked that that the stuff that Moyes, uh, that we had under Moyes in that first full season um when you had the sense that we had what it would take to get the game won has simply disappeared yeah yeah This i don't i don't know where to look on the field of play. To find, I mean, strangely enough, the thing that disappeared as we speak started his job today, which is Martin Noble. Yeah, yeah, that's right. yeah. Who's who's turned up on a, let's be honest, as we're talking about this one, he's turned up on a bank holiday for his first day. Yeah, that's the kind of, that's it. And I just, funnily enough, withstanding all of this conversation, Martin Noble's now the bloke in a shirt and tie who gets to deal with this situation. Yeah, he's bowled yeah. up. Put his put his attaché case on the on the desk and said, "Okay, so uh, what's the first what's the first job? Uh, only the biggest one." And I'd be interested to see if his physical presence there, particularly with his management team, yeah. can change. And the next few weeks, as I say, I'm not screaming out, but I think he's done. And Interesting. I don't know where the, I don't know where that lands would be in terms of what games I expect to see. I want to see. I think he's got to take the Leeds game. <clears throat> no way you change it now. And if, if we get some at Leeds, who went and got some at Newcastle? Yeah, that's a start.
1: Yeah, I I mean you know we'll we we'll do predictions. I I, th- I would I would like to see him. I think he has to tell the the players that are not Skamaka to get the ball to Skamaka, because I think we're not seeing what he can do because he's not seeing enough of the ball. And I, I don't think that he is sort of hiding or not moving or lazy, which is what you see quite a lot on social media. He wouldn't have got himself into the Italian national team if he was lazy. You know, um, no, I
0: think it, it just needs more company up there. I, you know, the problem is you can you could give him the ball where he stands now, which is back to goal with a centre half. You know, trying yeah. to guide him away, and and the ball either will stick or it won't. You can you can get a lot of those, but what you what we really mean about that is get him some get him in dangerous places, but with players around him, and yeah. we don't we just don't do that.
1: I uh, I would like on Wednesday uh, to see those instructions acted out and I would like to see Pablo Fornells replace controversially Saeed Rama, who uh, I am r- really seeing game by game even though he is far improved this season in that he's discovered dr- dribbling a football which he didn't do before uh, I'm really starting to sense why he is a championship player you know
0: um, I, would, I, don't, I wouldn't mind seeing Fornells play out there at all either um, it'd be interesting to see if he goes on the road though and doesn't revert back to a 4-4-2 and whether he decides Suchek is the man to guard a point Yeah, I wonder. as he did I against wonder. Arsenal uh, so much of this is interesting now mm. because I think David Moyes the natural, David Moyes if he was just being able to think the way that he would want to think would, would have a relatively safe 4-4 um Two one team out there. I think I left a player out there, mm. but certainly I think Suchek and Ricey would still favour.
1: But I don't Do you? know that if it. He, but I think yeah, because he did it against Arsenal. But I think I, but 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 he, but the Arsenal, but the Arsenal game was before the Brentford game, so I think. I mean, I think yeah, that's what I know. mean. And so now he's you know any um, his ideal thinking would
0: be those two, but now he's thinking. Much as I think it went on Friday, is partly governed by opinion outside of his own personal choices. Yeah, I, but I don't think and he's... And I think this is where it's getting interesting with him, is that that, that felt like a team to make to make the crowd happy, but and he, it didn't.
1: But he's not Sam Allardyce. He's not going to go, you were crying out for me to do this thing, and I did it, and it went wrong, and that's your fault, not my fault. You know, no, he's it, not. I,
0: I'm not saying... I, he's, I don't think he's going to verbally do it, but I, got, I, I have a certain suspicion that a white it leads he'll think that a point is excellent and he's probably right and i think we'll see a more solid lineup and that
1: would include four nails. I, I think he would keep yeah not em, not ever since do you think he would drop paquetto then to put suchek in yeah possibly do you I don't think so I don't think he'd do that I I mean I think I think practically Paquetta, because, you know, as as sort of Jim's pointed out a couple of times, Paquetta was sort of our our fourth choice for this kind of playmaker number 10 thing. And I think we went so far down our list that Paquetta is not a playmaker. You know, if we'd gone one further down, we would have bought a goalkeeper to be our number 10. You know, Paqueta is a sort of central midfielder. He is the Suchek upgrade, I think. He plays for Brazil. Uh, Suchek plays for the Czech Republic. Um, He is a Suchek upgrade. And I think sort of Moyes was really hoping he'd be a number 10, but I don't think he is one. I think he's... Well, if
0: if, if he's a Suchek upgrade, Suchek, uh, when he was playing well, which he isn't, one tackles in his own half, passed the ball to his own players in the middle third, yeah, and appeared in the box to score goals. Yeah. Well, we would hope That's Biketti what Suchek that. used to do. Suchek hasn't done that for no, ages. Right. And well, so if Pichetta if becomes that Suchek and better, that'll do.
1: <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm very conscious of that. We have to wrap this up, well Yes, um, uh Predictions for the Leeds game?
0: Uh, I'm going to give us a point, and
1: I, I, I suspect we can't not concede, and I think it'll be one all. I think I think it'll be a point as well. So I'm going to take two all. Um, yeah. All right, uh, that's probably it for today. I know you have to get away, uh, and in fact, I think they're recording another podcast after this one. So we probably there's all sorts of reasons we have to wrap this up. Great talking to you, Webbo, and I'll see you very soon. There's a, quite a lot more we could have talked about in that uh, yeah. because it is a sort of long, complex issue. But, uh, well, we got through what we got through. Uh, my name's Phil Whelans. Uh, With me this week will be Mark Webster. Oh, you're Thank not going to so say Joel. Happy, happy
0: Jenny Month to you all.
1: Yeah, absolutely. Happy New Year, everyone. Uh, come on, you irons.